Hello. I'm Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fangs True Blood Podcast. This week we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 4 of True Blood. We'll meet again. Yes. Don't know where, don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Uh, we're now a quarter of the way through the season. Yes. And uh, that means we've only got eight hours of True Blood to go. Only eight hours to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As always, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, email, or via our website. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes. So we might as well crack on with the episode recap. Yep. Okay, so as everyone as, as everyone and their dog had predicted, Pam finally steps up to the mark as maker. And she prevents Tara from committing suicide by sunbed. Did you notice that Pam flicks like a big old lump of Tara's <laughs> burnt flesh onto the floor? It's like stuck to her hand. Really <laughs> gooey so, and... so, so will that just dissolve or is the shopkeeper going to find that in the morning and go, what the fuck is this? Yeah, she do some vampire cleaning up. Oh, uh, yeah, I hope so for the, the shopkeeper's <laughs> sake. <laughs> And then Pam uses the old, as your maker, I command you trick. <laughs> and as Tara points out later, it's surprising that vampires don't use this more often. Yeah, but, but then maybe they do, but we just don't know many makers and vampires as, as such, do we? I, sp- I suppose you could really abuse that, couldn't you? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Elsie El- El- drives off in a huff. And it's not just him that's pissed off with Suki. Everyone's pissed off with Suki in this episode, uh, including Lafayette. Uh, who, when he hears about her ludicrous confession, uh, calls her the Angel of Death and uh, says she leaves a trail of bodies behind her, but she always ends up okay. So is there something to this? Is it like Suki's fairy blood that attracts trouble? Uh, yeah, and, and, and it attracts the people and, that want to yeah. help her out as well. Or is she just a nice but unlucky girl? Yeah. Is, it, is, she, is she to blame? I don't know that she's entirely to blame. Okay, so Bill and Eric, they are dumped in a country lane um, to embark on their search for Russell. Eric, Eric points out that aside from the ice stake devices, Bill's impromptu escape plan worked pretty well. Hmm, and they surmise that aside from themselves, only two other people knew where Russell was interred. Uh, so yeah, Pam and Elseed. Could I don't think either of them are responsible though. Nah. Unless, unless Elseed told Debbie... Unless Elsie told... Yeah, what, what about Russell's wolf pack that he had? He had a load of Nazi wolves in season three. Where are they? So, so yeah, the, yeah, where are they? Maybe Elsie told Debbie and she told the Nazi wolves. Oh, mm, maybe. I'm still going for the, the theory that, it's, that Russell's got another progeny. So, anyway, they, they, are, they are given an SUV, um, which Bill declares he will drive. Uh, is this a reference to the fact that Stephen Moyer is known to be a bit of a speed fiend behind the... Wheel of a car. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we like... saw him on Top Gear. He, he got, yeah, he was good. He was top. He, he was top of the leaderboard. In t- that's the American Top Gear, uh, On American it? Top Gear, yeah. yeah. He, should, he should do the British Top Gear. He should do the British Top because that's a vastly superior show. Oh, and, and, <laughs> I'm sure. I think the American people know that as well, though. Oh, yeah. All the Americans that I speak to that watch Top Gear all watch the British version. Yes. At <laughs> uh, uh, Authority Headquarters, Salome as. I still can't say her name. Salome. Salome. Is, uh, she's in a sexy negligee thing. Uh, but Roman's more interested in watching torture porn on his iBook. Yeah, good old iBook. <laughs> uh, Roman ominously says that he can't trust anyone. Does this include shifty Salome? Because we don't trust her. I'm surprised he trusts her. Hmm. He's all like, I don't trust anyone except you. He's like, why trust her? She's the least trustworthy person. <laughs> so he, he asks her to get the truth from Nora. And says, if she doesn't uh, fess up, she'll be publicly executed. If you remember in season four, Bill has to execute a vampire who's caught feeding on the, on camera. Yes. Um, 
and that's on authority orders. So it seems like they've got a bit of a habit of making an example of errant vampires. Yeah. And, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Are they the good guys or the bad guys? They're, they're supposedly fighting for the good cause, aren't they? In, in, their, in their minds, they're the good guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Suki, uh, she continues to unravel as she confesses to Jason that she killed Debbie and pleased to be arrested. What? <laughs> Why? Mm. Uh, Jason, he looks furious that Tara is a vampire now. Uh, although he's, he's nonplussed that Suki killed Debbie. Yeah, he doesn't really so. give a fuck about Debbie. <laughs> but what? Tara's a vampire? <laughs> uh, Suki is consumed with guilt and says she ruins people's lives. Uh, to be to be fair, it, it wasn't her fault that Debbie showed up with a shotgun. Or, or that, that, yeah, Tara took a bullet to half a brain. Yeah, that wasn't Suki's fault. <laughs> and, and do you notice Jessica looks quite pleased that Tara's now uh, a sort of, you know, vamp... New vampire buddy. Yeah, Tara can... and Jessica buddying yeah. up. That's what I want to see. I want to see a lot. <laughs> yeah, Tara <laughs> and Jessica buddying up. Um, Pam looks relieved that Eric is back, but he looks really pissed. Mm, she's, she suggests that uh, let bye girls be bye girls and congratulates him on being a grandfather. Hey, so, so Godric's Tara's great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought I'd see that. Uh, Bill takes Tara into the storeroom and finds her a T-shirt. And he reassures her that he had suicidal impulses when he was first turned. Um, and they will pass eventually. And then Tara does a, a great Pam impression. Much better than our Pam impressions. No, you're, no do, it. do it again. Ashford <laughs> <laughs> Baker, I command you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then what happens? Um, and then she, yeah, Tara points out that both she and Bill were willing to die for Suki. And she urges Bill to move on. Yeah, but he seems reluctant and is worried about Suki. Yeah, this is not see, we've not seen any Bill, Eric, Suki interaction so far this season, have we? No, 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 not not yet. But um, here, this is what a lot of fans are saying. Tara's wearing the red Fantasia T-shirt that is the same as the one that Suki wears in season two when she's with Bill. Ah, is this Fantasia? Is this, is this a big hint? <laughs> is there going to be something between Bill and Tara? Because he saved her life yeah. in season four. Was that like foreshadowing a bond between them? I think he'd get it on with Tara. <laughs> I, I think Tara liked Bill. Th- yeah. Yeah, Bill and Tara. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see it happen. And, and Suki and Elsie, they could, they could have a double wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric angrily asks Pam uh, if she had something to do with Russell's release and says he trusts no one. Yeah, but in, in episode one he said he... He trusts Nora with his life. And um, she turned out to be an extremist, so <laughs> she probably should trust Pam more than her. Yeah, think, is that bad writing, or is Eric, Eric just contradicting himself? Because he did in, say in, oh. in an episode about, oh, I trust Nora, she's my sister, I, I trust her with my life. And then he said, I trust no one. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to be hard. He, so, sh- he should trust Pam, surely. And yeah. Surely it'd be more obvious that Elseed would be a turncoat. I'm surprised they didn't go to Elseed first and kind of beat him up and say, Oi, werewolf. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he, he knew, they know that he knows. Don't they? I'd say he's more he's a more obvious leak than Pam. Mm. And what, yeah, anyway, what would Pam have to gain from releasing Russell? Why would, what, what Absolutely would be a, nothing. She'd have no motivation for that at all. <laughs> That's, well, it's just... Suicidal, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Or did, or did that? Yeah, did did that assume Elsie had nothing to do with it then? Because he was, I suppose, he was the one that warned them. 
that Russell was out. Maybe they're thinking, oh, because he's the guy that warned us that Russell was out. He wouldn't yeah. have released him and then he phoned us up and said, hey, guys. He wouldn't have double bluffed. <laughs> yeah, that's beyond Elseed, I think. Yeah. Double bluff. Double bluff. Double buff. slip there. Anyway, uh, Eric and Bill discuss their options, which look pretty slim. Uh, Bill suggests Nora was to blame, but Eric says he'd know if Nora was planning a coup. A Hang coup. on, but it's a coup. A coup. <laughs> a coup. <laughs> <laughs> Hang, on. Hang on. But he didn't even know she was a sanguinist. He's saying, oh, but he no. he trusts she... her. It's okay. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Uh, meanwhile, the authority members all have their eye books out and are tracking Bill and Eric's movements via their eye stakes. Uh, the authority are more chilled out when, when Roman isn't around, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. He kind of reigns on their parade. I... I I kind of wish we'd see more of the authority members individually, kind of, because you just see them all at the table, sort of arguing. I want to kind of know more as characters. Maybe the the important ones or the, the best ones will survive, and then oh yeah, in the future season they might have their flashback. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe a few of them are red shirts at the moment. So so they're sitting around, they're watching Nora praying to Lilith in her cell. Um, does this mean that she is in fact a sanguinist? Yeah, uh, I suppose so. She looked pretty fervent in her prayers. So, so, she, so she wasn't bluffing then? Or? Yeah, I kind of thought she was bluffing last episode, but maybe maybe she wasn't bluffing. Maybe she is a sanguinist. Who knows? Hmm. Uh, so it's, it's morning time at the police station, and Judge Clements shows up to invite Jason and Andy to come and party with him. Kevin says that he can party too. Uh, but they leave him out, and... ah, Poor Kevin. Poor Kevin. <laughs> I'd rather party with Kevin. I reckon he can party good. Uh, at Malotz, Barack Obama and Hir- Hillary Clinton. Or, um, oh, Jesus, what are their names? Uh, I can't remember their names. I've forgotten them already. I'm, I'm forgetting. The blonde chick and the black dude that are shifters. Them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I forgot their oh, names. Oh, well, let's try and remember. Uh, anyway, yeah. Is one called Elizabeth? No. Oh, it doesn't matter, they're not it doesn't matter. sticking around for long. No, nah. <laughs> who cares? Uh, they, um, yeah, they show up to try some bad food and tempt Sam to come on a late night shifter run with them. Remember them? Yeah, I <laughs> thought they'd been in more when they were sort of in, introduced last season. Yeah, they was introduced as Sam's new shifter buddies and then they kind of vanished. Are, that, are they acting a little bit weird as well? They or? seemed like they were a bit too keen. Really keen. Really super keen for Sam to come along with them. And how long's it, how long has it been since, like in weeks, since Sam... Saw them at the start of season four. Start of season four. What was it, about six weeks? No. Yeah, not as long as that. Two weeks, maybe? I don't know. So, yes, yeah, so they're really keen. <laughs> why, does, why doesn't he want to be seen with them? He's like, no, you shouldn't come here. Yes. We shouldn't be seen together. <laughs> why not? I don't get it. What's the, what's the or problem? is that because he knows that he's in shit at the moment and he's done... Well, obviously, I don't know. He's, he's no, but he kind of said it like, oh, we agreed we wouldn't meet... In public. Yeah. And it's like, well, why not? No one else on earth knows your shifters. Or is it like a... I mean, the werewolves are in packs, so they all like to hang out together and ride motorbikes together and stuff, but the, the shifters, are they kind of more solitary? Is it a bit of a... I, th- I think it was just Sam being concerned for them because he's got people following him or... Mm. I don't know, but then there are only people at the table that he's talking to. <laughs> yeah, Crazy. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Anyway, Sook is finding it hard to concentrate on waitressing as she hears that everyone in the bar is thinking how much they hate her. 
And and how does everyone know this already? <laughs> yeah, Bon Tom's a small place. I mean, does everyone know Tara and Suki and their adventures? And <laughs> <laughs> They're like the famous, the famous Suki Stackhouse and Tara Thornton of Bon Tom. Everyone knows them. Yeah, it's crazy. They are, they are the faces of is Bon Tom. Uh, is it like a thousand people live in Bon Tom or something? So I think you would know everyone, wouldn't you? But then you, you wouldn't know. I suppose maybe there's only one bar. So because they both work in the bar, everyone knows who they are. I think yeah. <laughs> and this is like the scene in season one. Uh, where Suki hears everyone's thoughts in the bar. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Classic. So this episode, uh, everyone hates Suki, um, especially Lafayette's demon, who puts some bad juju on a shitty yellow Honda. Um, is it Lafayette's anger that's awakening the demon, or? It does seem like both times that the demons kind of emerged, it's been because he's angry. He's, he's obviously not aware of what he's doing whilst he's the demon. And then afterwards, he's like, oh shit. No, he did kind of know afterwards, because he phoned Suki to check she was okay afterwards, so he must have known he'd done something. Do you think Jesus had come back? Oh, no, he didn't phone Suki. No, he didn't phone Suki until he saw that her car had crashed. Mm. So he didn't know what he'd done. No. Jesus. I think Jesus will be back. Uh, Ghost. Jesus, do you think Jesus help? Ghost him? Jesus will help. With his, with, his grand, uh, with his granddad? Grandpa Tito. Yeah. <laughs> help get rid of it. Yeah. I reckon that's the yeah. So, Elsie, he visits Debbie's parents... And just as we think he's going to grasp up Suki, he comes up with a fine line in bullshit. And he tells them that Marcus killed Debbie. Which is the perfect lie, because now it's regarded by her parents as just werewolf pack business, not police business. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Papa Pelt goes all yellow-eyed, so now we know he's a wolf. I'm assuming she's a werewolf as well. Elsie, <laughs> uh, he does some manly crying over Debbie. <laughs> yeah, uh, great crying. Is this just a is this a ruse? Uh, or is this or you know, did he really love that psycho bitch? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Genuine crying? I think genuine crying. Oh. Is, is it like a werewolf pack bond that they had? It would have been better if he just let out big. Ow! <laughs> I so wish he'd done that. <laughs> Do you think it's going to be the last we see of Debbie's parents? Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking so, but then... Don't this... they want to know where her body is so they can eat it? But are they going to... Do you think they're going to sort of see the pack first to make sure Elsie's kind of telling the truth? Oh, wait. But then the pack's probably going to back up what he said. So, that is that... Uh, this is following the book, isn't it? Is this story in the book? Uh, yeah... But it kind of goes on for longer, and then Debbie's sister comes in, and she's looking for Suki, and I can't remember Is she a where. twin? Is she like... No, she's not a twin in the oh. book. I'm just, I was just saying last week that yeah. they should make her a twin in the book, just because I like the actress that played Debbie. That'd mm. be cool. Anyway, Suki's car turns into Christine from the Stephen King book. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, the brakes stop working, and the accelerator presses itself. I've not been driving for long, right, and I don't know much about cars. But if she had a manual car, a proper car, instead of a lame automatic girly car, she could have just changed down gears, couldn't she? <laughs> Is that how cars work? Yeah, but I, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But then, if your car's possessed by a demon, then yeah, you could probably so. like, like if it was like Christine, you could probably just pull the key out and chuck it out the window, and the car still keep driving. Oh, is that what happens to Christine? Pretty much. So. <laughs> uh, fortunately, she manages to dive out of the car before it wraps itself around a tree. Is this plausible? Surely she'd be injured. Yeah. She was going at quite a speed. I kind of felt that the actual bump into the tree wasn't that bad. You could have just <laughs> held onto the steering wheel with a bit of a grip and you 
That's how she jump out of a car and roll. <laughs> yeah. Or is it because she's got vampire blood in her? She's kind of uh, finds that stuff easier. And she's sort of, yeah. Does this mean she's going to get a new car? Hmm. Well, she, didn't Eric give her 10 grand a couple of seasons ago? She can get a new car with that. <laughs> okay, so, so Patrick and Terry, they are cruising down Route 85 in South Dakota. Uh, on their way to find their missing squadron member, Ella. Uh, all goes a bit Call of Duty. Yeah. And uh, we have a flashback to their time in Iraq. It, it turns out they, they did a load of pills, got pissed, and climbed a mosque tower. Uh, in case you're unaware, alcohol, strictly forbidden in Islam. And it's even forbidden to sell alcohol, like, in in view of a mosque. Oof. That's how seriously they take this alcohol shit. So they, they, they trip out as they watch uh, falling bombs, which look like fireworks to them. Um... <laughs> Unfortunately, some Iraqi dude shows up waving his arms and totally <laughs> ruins the vibe <sighs> by telling him they're not supposed to be getting pissed and waving machine guns round on top of a mosque. Now, if they'd been sober, this probably wouldn't have phased them. Uh, they'd have just apologised. They probably wouldn't have been up the mosque tower. In the first place, no. On drugs and booze. <laughs> um, but if they'd not been tripping, they could have just said, oh, sorry, dude, we'll be on our way. Yes. <clears throat> and the fireworks nice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but dr drugs unfortunately make people a bit irrational at times <laughs> so Ella responds by shooting the guy in cold mm. blood then a load of locals show up waving their arms and shouting um, and then there's machine gun fire from hostiles and really it's just very bad shit yes <laughs> and um, the, the, the Dana is starting isn't it yeah the result is that many innocent people are somehow killed in the crossfire well I didn't I, I, it was quite a Weirdly shot scene anyway, but were they imagining the enemy fire, or was that real? See, I thought that was real, but then part of me kind of thought, did they accidentally shoot the... Yeah, because well? it looked like they were shooting upwards. Because Terry actually shot one, didn't they? Oh, Terry did actually shoot one, didn't he? He shot a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they turned around and the civilians... Or did Ella shoot the civilians while the other guys were shooting the bad guys? Oh, maybe, maybe. yeah. Um... Obviously, yeah, so this scene explains Terry's post-traumatic stress disorder because obviously it must be enough of a head fuck to fight in a war without doing a ton of hallucinogenic drugs while you're there, mm. I'd imagine. A lot of fans didn't seem to understand the drug scene. Uh, yeah, so, I thought this was quite weird. <laughs> uh, well, to us it seemed a you know, really good representation of drug experience, uh, the sudden change in mood, yep. the visuals... Um, the, rea the reactions of the soldiers. Yeah, the, ch the, sudden, <laughs> the change in the situation, the way it went from yay, party, to whoa, shit. Like, kind of rung true, didn't it? You, it can you, be could, sense, you could sense the, the change in atmosphere. and <laughs> Yeah, no, it was really well done. But no, it just surprised me that so many True Blood fans on the internet are saying, we didn't understand this. What was happening? <laughs> what we, was going on? And we were saying that, I don't know, normally in lots of programmes when there's flashbacks to war, it's normally quite shit. Cheap yes. looking flashbacks. Whereas this, that flashback, it looks awesome. That, that looked expensive. That looked like it could have been a whole film. <laughs> do you think they used a, a set? Because obviously it's all shot in LA, LA. Do you think they used a set from another war film? Hmm. Do you think it's easier if you're in that area? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They could use someone else's set. Yes. Borrow it. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so Suki, she's feeling down in the dumps. Uh, so she raids Gran's drinks cabinet and mixes herself some lethal-looking concoction. So does, does that affect her mind reading, do you think? I think she says in the books that it does, that it kind of screws her up because she can't block out people's thoughts. 
Oh. And she said, she did say last season that she doesn't smoke weed because it amplifies her mind reading. Oh, interesting. Um, despite Mr and Mrs Pelt dropping uh, the search for their daughter, Andy is not satisfied and senses that something is amiss. Uh, luckily, Jessica is on hand to glamour him and makes him forget all about the case. Uh, what if they're sharp again? <laughs> it's going to look suspicious. <laughs> He's not going to know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> Derry Pound, never heard of her. Now fuck off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, they're going to, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to happen, isn't <laughs> it? That is going to happen. I hope that happens. Because there's no reason for Jessica to come in and, well, to say, to do what she did, yeah. Mm. But to say you've got to forget all about her. That, that wasn't needed, so that's going to be it. Used again. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> uh, so at Fantasia, Pam emerges from her pink coffin, uh, wearing pink tracksuit and pink heels. Mm, she looks lovely at Tara. And then Eric shows up, and they have a heart-to-heart about their future. Uh, he explains that he and Bill are pretty much on a suicide mission, and they will no doubt be executed for treason, even if they do find Russell. No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck will they? <laughs> um, I think we said we gave it three episodes before they made up. And we, we were pretty much right, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we Woo-hoo. called it. <laughs> uh, Eric wants to protect Pam from the consequences, uh, so he releases her. This is, this is interesting, because in season three, Bill tried to release Jessica, and she said, no, I don't want you to release me. Hmm. She, rejected, she rejected it, and so on her it hasn't worked, because we've seen he still tried to command her last season. He still said that as your maker, I command you, thing to her. So... It- yeah. So it only works if the prodigy... Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> if the prodigy accepts it. Just a fire starter. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're going with? only works if the prodigy accepts it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Eric. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Eric wants to preserve Godric's bloodline. Grandpa Godric. And uh, so does this mean that vampires pass on traits to their offspring? Is Tara going to like... Turn, start, in, turn into Pam. Start taking after <laughs> Pam in some way. <laughs> Is she going to start wearing loads of rubber and being really sassy? Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd love it. But I think, yeah, Pam and Tara, they could just have a, a show on their own, couldn't they? Yeah, I think they could have a good sassy mother-daughter relationship. I like it. Um, again, yeah. again, like last week, this episode's kind of full of the make a progen- uh, progeny theme. Hmm. We like that, didn't we? Yes. Okay, so yeah, Bill, he, uh, he also has a touching moment with his own progeny. And he and Jessica look for bugs, uh, as, as they look for bugs in his mansion. Who, who does he think bugged him? Hmm. Is, this, is this how he thinks someone might have found out about Russell? If he, was, was he, but then he didn't tell anyone else. Is he just checking that the authority haven't bugged him? Yeah, but he's wearing an eye steak. They probably bugged oh, his yeah. eye steak. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Um. Maybe he's just paranoid in general. Paranoid, but then yeah, no, it must. There must be someone. Someone, I don't know. Uh, so he finds a joint and tells Jessica it's some low quality shit. So is Bill partaking in the smoking of marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not as dry as we thought. Yeah. Because yeah, I've, well, I've since the show started, I've been wondering, can can vampires smoke weed? Yeah. That's my big question. All these, and now we know. I think. <laughs> Yeah, because Bill and Russell smoke cigars in season three. We've never actually seen a vampire get high, though. Can they, can they get high in the books? No. I think, if I remember rightly, in the books they can get a little bit drunk if they drink from, like, an alcoholic. Oh. I might be getting that wrong. 
I think that's what it says. Anyway, Jessica, um, she asks Bill if he is still king. And he reassures her and tells her that he is. And he doesn't tell her about the suicide mission. Is he really still king? Or is he just saying that, not to worry her? Do you think? I don't know. Because uh, you'd think that him and Eric have kind of been demoted. You would think they've kind of <laughs> lost their jobs. <laughs> but at the same time, on the other hand, um, was it Nan Flanagan last season said, do you know any ex-kings? Meaning you can only stop being king if you're dead. Oh, right, yeah. Because Eric's a sheriff, so maybe they can take the job of sheriff away. But once you're a king, you're a king, unless you die, unless you meet the true death. Perhaps. Then you lose the throne. <laughs> uh, so also, why doesn't Jessica mention Steve Newland here? Does she not? I don't. Does she not want to worry him? Or is, do you think this is the thing? It would just be funnier when he finally does meet Vampire Steve <laughs> if he's yeah. just really not expecting it. Yeah, <laughs> that I would just be that. hilarious. I'm waiting for that meeting. Hmm. So anyway, Jessica urges Bill to go and check on Sookie, but he's reluctant to do so. Um, he does, well, doesn't want to interfere or... Oh, she dumped him and dumped Eric at the same time. He's not interested. No, I'm sure he's still interested, but... Just, he doesn't seem like a stalker. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like he does in the books. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a bit stalkerish in the books. Like, hanging around in the bushes outside her house and stuff. Oh, he is a stalker. <laughs> kind of. Je- uh, Jessica says that Bill and Suki is different to anyone else with Suki. It's just a hint from the writers that Bill and Suki will eventually get back together. If they're kind of saying, Jessica said, look, you're the one for Suki, kind of thing. Or is that just her perception because it's her dad? Hmm. Oh, it's, kind of, yeah. it's hard to say what the end game of the show, show is going to be at this point, isn't it? We don't have a clue, do we? <laughs> and is it significant that Bill, unlike Eric, does not release Jessica for her own safety? Uh, he's got no... Oh, right. So, mm. Because Eric kind of said to Pam that I'm releasing you because if I'm in trouble, then you're kind of in trouble as well. Yeah. So it's best that I release you. So, But Bill didn't release Jessica. Because so Bill's thinking, hey, we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all right. But do you think that kind of doesn't bode well for Jessica? Is that going to mean she's going to be in danger? Yes. Perhaps. Lot, lots of. They're all going to be in lots of danger. <laughs> So anyway, over at Authority's headquarters, uh, Nora gets a break from being injected with silver uh, when she is confronted by Roman and Salome. Uh, she protests like, unlike Job, she accepts her fate. Uh, if you're not Bible lovers, uh, in the Bible, Job is a pious man who God tests by pretty much ruining his life. Oh, nice one, God. <laughs> yeah, good old God. Uh, Salome pleads with her to reveal the name of the other traitor. Is Salome the true boss of the Sanguinista? Movement? I think so. I think she kind of says to Nora, hey, give up another name uh, and we'll save your life. Wink, wink, I'm saying this as your boss. Yes. <laughs> and that's, that's how it came across. I don't know, maybe I'm overanalyzing. Okay, so Roman, he pulls out his beloved iPhone. iPhone, yay. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, with the iStake app open. And he threatens to remotely execute Bill and Eric. Which, of course, persuades Nora to give up the name of the traitor on the authority. So vampires can use touchscreen phones. Wow. Why isn't, why isn't this app for sale? We should write to HBO and say we want the iSteak app. <laughs> just for fun. Just to press the button and stake. Just to pretend we're staking someone. Someone in your, your falls. Just, <laughs> yes. 
so uh, Lucky, Jason, Andy and the judge are picked up in a limo full of fairies in sexy dresses. Hmm. Are these Claude's sisters wearing the dresses he bought for them, do you think? I think so. I think we've well, got 16 sisters. It's uh, a good chance these are three of them. So the fairies, they put hoods over their, over their heads so they don't know where they are being taken to. Not over their own heads. <laughs> over Jason, <laughs> Andy and the judges. Yes, heads, yes. Obviously. Um, are the fairies... Um, Kinky. <laughs> are they particularly interested, do you think, in getting in with the police force and the local law for some reason? Why is it they're... Why is it they're inviting, like, the... The judge and two cops. So that if you're in with the law, keep your your enemies close, no, your friends closer and your enemies closer. Maybe I don't oh, know. But it, in the books, they're kind of the fairies are very business minded. And it's um, good to have the police on side. For yeah, they're quite savvy, and mm. that and and they do have a strip club. It's called Hooligans in the books. Oh. Whereas I think in this it's called Hot Wings. I like the name Hooligans better. That's a cool name. <laughs> So are the, are the fairies l- luring humans there to procreate and create more hybrids? I did think that when we saw Morella and Andy last season and she just randomly shagged him. I can't. Mm. I thought she was trying to make half fairy babies. Uh, so yeah, they end up um, at the field where Jessica saw Claude disappear and where Andy shagged Morella and we see that there is a secret portal to a fairy club there. Yes. It, it actually looks like Freddie Mercury's birthday party. Yeah, in um, hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Andy finds Morella, who snogs his face off and takes him somewhere private. Bad Andy, what about Holly? Mm, I, I really thought Morella would be about nine months pregnant next time we saw her. Yeah, I kind of yeah. I thought Andy would check her, and then we'd see her like a day later, and she'd have spent time in Fairyland, and all of a sudden would be massively pregnant. And she's like, <laughs> "Hey, Andy, we're gonna have a baby." <laughs> So, yeah, back at Sookie's, uh, she's now so drunk, she's listened to the Pina Colada song. <laughs> I like the lyrics that she changed it to. I think she, it was something like, if you're not into vampires... Oh, you can sing it in a, you can sing it in a Sookie, can you? <laughs> I can't sing. Go if, on. if you're not into vampires, <laughs> if they shine half your brain, <laughs> make it better at midnight <laughs> in a cemetery. <laughs> It's terrible. I think Suki should actually get drunk more often. She seems like it's quite good fun. Yeah, she's a fun drunk. She seemed happier. Yep, she wasn't wallowing in misery or feeling sorry for herself. Yeah. Despite all the shit she's been through, she was just happy. But then someone has to turn up at the door and just ruin that moment. And, <laughs> and there's a knock and it's Elsie. And she's like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck um, I think so- <laughs> this doesn't bode well for the Elsie Suki hookup, does it? That every time he shows up, she's like, fuck, now not him again. I even think that. That's like, no, what's he want? <laughs> um, so yeah but good old Alcide he explains how he's clean, he's cleaned up Suki's mess for her by getting rid of Debbie's pesky parents so yeah so Suki she, she's happy with that and she invites him to stay for a drink and despite her horrible tasty music he agrees to hang out Suki needs to get an iPod I think that's an awful song <laughs> <laughs> is she is she milking his good turn uh, is he milking is he milking it a bit is yeah his, is he there going, oh, look, I just, oh, I saved, saved your you ass. You're not going to go to prison now. Yeah, oh, all right, I'll have a drink with you. Yeah, go oh, on. Oh, go on then, if I must. <laughs> he wants a fairy snatch. <laughs> yeah, is it? For sure. And he's going to get one. And did, did you notice that he that she said he smells of aquavelva? Had you heard of aquavelva before? Aquavelva? I'd never heard of it. I googled it. Apparently it's like some old spice type of aftershave. I've never heard of it. I think it's like a, I think... It's a joke at Elsie's expense, though. 
I think it's not like a hip aftershave to be wearing. It's like a not a cool aftershave. If anyone knows what Aquavelfa is, just yeah, explain Aquavelfa. Let us know. Thank you. Uh, Patrick and Terry locate Ella's sinister underground lair, which is full of crazy person stuff. Yeah, scary fire paintings on the walls, uh, things wrapped in silver foil, um, and tons of guns. Did it remind you of, do you remember the Louis Theroux <laughs> documentary about survivalists, like people yeah. that have their own bunkers with guns yeah. and stuff? Maybe Ella thinks that the apocalypse is coming. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he shows up and takes them both hostage. Hmm. So how did the incident in Iraq start Ella lighting fires? And is there something supernatural at play? Or is it just a bit of a mentalist? It could just be a bit mental, but mm. this is true blood, so I'm thinking there's got to be some sort of crazy fire demon thing. According to the uh, forums, lots of fans hate this storyline. This is uh, this storyline is getting a lot of flack, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just good to hear more about Terry. Yeah, um, I'm a big Terry fan. And Yeah, and then the fact that there's drugs, alcohol and <laughs> machine yeah. gun fire, that's always good as well. It's like kind of having a... I don't know, it could be its own little show about some... <laughs> it could be yeah, like its own... Yeah, supernatural sort of Iraq war thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sam arrives at uh, Suzanne and Emery, that's their ah. name. Suzanne and Emery's shift to soiree. Uh, Only to find they both have bullet holes in the head. Bloody good job that uh, Sam turned up late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a touch, Sam. Uh, people who've read the books uh, would not have been surprised at this. Uh, as it's kind of, it's pretty much the main storyline in book five. Hmm. So, so, um, so you know where this is going then. You, I know. You kind of know well, the results. They, they change stuff, don't they? But, 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 Paul, as a as a non book reader, mm. who do you think the shooter is? Oh, I think the shooter is. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go for Luna. You think Luna's the shooter? I yeah. think a lot of fans have been thinking maybe Luna's gone crazy. <laughs> Luna's a bit mental. <laughs> that would just be Sam's luck, wouldn't it? That I Luna's is. the shooter. If she, was, if she was with that Marcus long enough, then he was quite mental, wasn't he? Yeah. So he she must did have, kind of freak out last episode. He must have rubbed off on her. <laughs> it could, yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's possible that the show's going to change things from the books. It's not Luna in the books, I will say that. But it could <laughs> be in the show. You never know. But also... I was kind of thinking maybe werewolves and vampires will also be targets. Right, yes. Because in the books it's just shoot, uh, shifters that are getting shot and there's not, there's not actually that much vampire action in that book. That's a, a low, there's a low amount of vampires in book five. So I was kind of thinking maybe werewolves and, and vampires are also going to be targets which would kind of bring Sam together with some other characters because Sam's kind of always off doing his own yeah, thing. Yeah, he's always got his own. It would be good to mix him up with the other characters a bit more, hmm. I think. Okay, so meanwhile, young vampire Tara is determined to stick to being a vegetarian. No, Tara, you don't want to be like Edward Cullen. Don't do it. <laughs> and she's still wearing the Fantasia t-shirt. Uh, so obviously she needs to raid Pam's wardrobe. Yeah, Pam, hook her up with some lycra dresses and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Br- uh, Pam brings her a friendly fangbanger and forces her to eat, telling her she's, she's top of the food chain now and no human human can ever harm her. Hmm. So do you think she's ultimately is Tara going to find being a lamp, uh, being a vampire quite liberating? I think she's going to love it. She's going to she's going to really get into it. I think. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not like she loves people that much. She's, she's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just shit. <laughs> so I just kicked the table over. That's uh, a vampire action. <laughs> and, Pam, and Pam's becoming quite maternal already, isn't she? Yeah. Do you think the the fact that she had the little split with Eric that's kind of that's going yeah absolutely that's that's affecting her more. That's going to warm her to Tara. Hey, if I had a, 
a maker, a Pam, I couldn't think of a better, better person. She'd be, as a, as a lady, I'd rather have one of the male vampires as yeah. a maker, personally. But yeah, if I was going to have a, a girl maker, yes. I'd go for Pam. Uh, so yeah, the, the authority, uh, they're, they're all behaving themselves now that Roman is back in the room. And he's toting an ancient relic. Mm, it's, it's a stake made out of the wood of the tree that Judas Iscariot was hanged from. Um, with a tip made from his melted silver pieces. Uh, we'll, we'll put a link up to the Wikipedia article about the Judas tree. Mm. It's like a myth that Judas was hung from this particular tree. Wow. Uh, so it's weird because usually in vampire mythology it's ash wood that vampires mm. are most susceptible to. That's in like the like ancient Eastern European folklore about vampires. Um, but also in, uh, in Salem's Lot. Yes. It has to be ash wood that you, <laughs> that you stake a vampire with. Okay, so Dita doesn't look into all this religious nonsense, uh, but all the authorities start to look worried when Roman reveals he's having all their quarters searched. So, does, do you think they all have something to hide? They all looked a bit shifty, didn't they? They all looked a bit crafty, didn't they? <laughs> yes. is, so, is, is Roman the only true believer in mainstreaming? Is everyone else just kind of going along with it because he's the head honcho? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Roman's fully into it, isn't he? Yeah, he's committed. Not because we saw Nan Flanagan, even though she was kind of the spokesperson for mainstream, and she was still eating hookers' legs, in yeah. <laughs> and stuff. So she wasn't really into it. Even Bill feeds from humans, and kills humans, and and stuff. So, so yeah. No, I, I'm going along with the idea that it's just Roman that's really into this. I'm just a bit mental. <laughs> And it turns out that uh, Chancellor Alexandra Drew, mm. Alexander Drew, yeah, we didn't know his name. Uh, he's he's uh, the kid, the kid vampire. Yes. Uh, he's been filming himself killing humans and sent the footage to Sanguinista sympathisers. Hmm. Do, do you think vampire kids get horny? <laughs> vampire kids get horny. Yeah, because obviously I've vampires. Because <laughs> this vampire kid, he's like obviously about five hundred years old, really. And vampires are very sexual beings. So is he kind of a, is he quite frustrated? Do you think? So even though he's five hundred years old, he's he's kind of got the the feelings of a what is he like twelve or something? Nine. Like, he's was supposed he to be nine, nine when he was turned. That's got to be quite upsetting <laughs> to just be nine for eternity. Hey, you know you, you know you know the facts we found him quite annoying. Yes. Do, do you think that was deliberate? So that when he, <laughs> when he did get staked it made everyone go yeah yes <laughs> did they deliberately cast a really annoying child i think so it, yeah it might have been a perfectly good act, like child actor but they might have said hey no do, do it more like this be more annoying be more annoying be like the kid in walking dead yeah that annoying. yeah oh jeez. yeah <laughs> yeah roman yeah so roman gives the true death to the child vampire and we viewers all breathe a collective sigh of relief <laughs> never been so pleased to see a character get killed off yeah <laughs> and there's some great blood splatter in this scene <laughs> I love the staking scenes. I, I, yeah. I almost wish there were more stakings in the show. Never get tired of the stakings. And, uh, and yeah, the authority, they, they'd better get recruiting. Because without Nan Flanagan and Nora and Alexander, there's just five of them left now. Mm. There's, there's going to be anarchy brewing soon. Well, we've, we've, got, we've got Nan Flanagan's replacement. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, that's true. So Maybe more, Bill more. and Eric, they can make up the numbers, can't yes. they? We'll get Bill and Eric on the authority. I bet by the end of the show, Bill and Eric are on the authority. By the end of the season, I bet they're the other. They've been they've been promoted. Is there any more ice steak stuff? There's not, is there? Uh, how long how long do you think they're going to have the ice steak things? Is that the whole season? I've got a spoiler about that. Oh, okay. I, I won't go into that now. Okay. Save that for the spoilers section. Yes. 
uh, yeah, so anyway, Sookie and Alcide are now pissed uh, and they're, they're drinking Amaretto and Baileys. <laughs> Baileys, not a good mixer, because I had Baileys and Coke once, which I believe is known as a brain hemorrhage. Yes. And it's foul. It's <laughs> fucking disgusting when you mix Baileys with anything. Okay, so Sookie starts flirting ridiculously with the Wolfman, um, even though she just killed his long-term girlfriend. Apparently he doesn't mind though. He mm. doesn't care. <laughs> and the pair of them start making out on the couch. Yeah, so can she read his mind uh, like uh, all the time while this is going on? I think the werewolves, their minds are supposed to be harder to read. But um, Suki and Elsie never actually have sex in the books. But she does have sex with um, a were-panther. No, not a were-panther. No, 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 no. No, a were-tiger. Wow. She has, she has a were-tiger boyfriend. Wow. But um, I think they've kind of merged his character and Elsie's character to one because having a, a big were tiger guy come into the the, the mix as well would just be <laughs> yeah. too many guys. <laughs> it's too crazy. Yeah. And do you know what's weird? Some fans are really angry at Elsie and saying that he's date raped Sookie. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? No. People take this too seriously. Date raped Sookie. <laughs> she made the first move. She's totally into Elsie. <laughs> it was only a kiss anyway. It's not that they've had sex, is it? Is that not what we soon they were having when Bill was watching? Oh, they still had their clothes on. When Bill and Eric were Elseed had not said dogging. Elseed hadn't taken his shirt off, so I'm assuming if you're going to have sex with Elseed, you, you get him to take his shirt off. Surely. <laughs> I, like, I like what Eric says to Bill when he, when he turns up. I can't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> what did he say? Awkward moment. Awkward <laughs> moment for a... Oh, I can't remember. It was a good line. It was a good line. Uh, yeah, Bill shows up at Sookie's to, to offer her some comfort after hearing that she's having a hard time after killing Debbie. Uh, having a hard... A hard time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Only to find it looks like she's having a pretty good night. Uh, Bill looks pretty pissed off. And Eric, and when Eric arrives, he tells him that they're going to use Sookie to find Russell. Would you think this was Bill's intention all along to use Sookie? Or is he just mad? And that's why he's said that. Oh, <laughs> just, he's just, it's just... Is he jealous? He's just stalking though, isn't he? <laughs> he, he I don't think... He wasn't thinking of doing that before. And then he's seen her with Elsie and then he said, yeah, let's endanger her life. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Or do, or, do, mm. or do you just want an excuse to go in there and kind of break it up? Yeah, go and break it up. <laughs> and you've got Erica's back up. Yeah, they're just going to both pile in there and a cock block Elsie. Okay, so over at the fairy strip joint, uh, Jason's getting on with a fairy, but can't help thinking about Jessica instead. Well, she's hot. Yes. <laughs> the, the fairy seems shocked when she reads his mind and finds he's thinking about a vampire. And then, surprise, Suki and Jason's slutty cousin Hadley is there in a, in a really bad outfit. Terrible <laughs> outfit, Hadley. Uh, she tells him that her and her son Hunter are there as refugees since the vampires will drain anyone with a drop of fairy blood. Obviously, she's been fed a bit of fairy propaganda here. Yeah, that, that don't seem right. <laughs> because Suki and Jason have both had relationships with vampires, and they're both still alive. Mm. So, uh, I think the fairies are bullshitting. Uh, Hadley seems shocked that Suki is alive, and she thought she was dead. Um, again, the fairies must be bullshitting her, because yep. Suki was in fairyland at the time... Yeah, that's all the time the, yeah. that she was missing. She was actually with the fairies. Yeah. That's... And the fairies have said to Hadley, oh, your cousin's dead. The vampires the killed vampires her. vampires killed them all. Evil vampires. Hmm. Yeah. And that, but Jason, he shows some sense and says that Sookie's probably better off with sticking with the vampires. Yeah. Yeah, Had, uh, Hadley reveals a potential game changer. Um, 
vampires killed their parents. Lies. No, they mm. did. Or maybe they did, but no, I'm, 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 I'm saying it's bullshit. Because uh, the parent, their parents were killed by a flood. Yes. Um, caused by a storm, right? And in the comics, it's hinted uh, that a supernatural being caused the storm. And vampires can't cause storms. Vampires can't cause storms, but I bet fairies can. Ah. I bet, yeah. In, mm. in the books, it's, uh, it's not vampires that kill the parents. It's not, it's, but you, what, you know who it is? Yeah, yeah, books. yeah. I'm thinking, no, the fairies are lying. Okay. Although some fans are speculating anyway that Bill or Eric killed the parents. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. they're saying, oh, maybe they'll change it and it turns out it's Bill or Eric that killed the parents, but I don't think so. Hmm, I never even thought of that. Nah, nah, not vampires. So, had this dragged away before she could say uh, any more interesting stuff. And Jason and Andy are ejected from the premises by a pair of burly fairies. Oh, who then shoot their hand lasers into their <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Erasing their memories, we think? Do you think they're just going to, yeah, they're just going to wake up in a field... So like, going, hey, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are we dressed up in a field? Why are we wearing suits in a field? <laughs> What's happened? So, so how many fairies are there? In... There was quite a lot there, wasn't there? Um, yeah, the bar, there was a lot of fairies in the bar. I reckon they could go to war with the vampires. <laughs> and... uh, do you think that's what the show's building to? A big fairy versus vampire war? Wow, that's... Perhaps... Or could it, yeah, what, you think that's leading on for next season? Like a, yeah, because there's going to be another season at least, so there's got to be, this season, I, mean, I was kind of thinking this season could be the last one because they're building up to a confrontation with Russell and we've got the authority in it now and um, and we're kind of learning more about the fairies. Ah, but then, But yeah. then, But then, is, so is this something that could potentially happen next season? But then the authority might win, or the authority could break down, and then that and then would make... And be anarchy. That, yeah. Anarchy next season. And that could be the... Yes. And something, and, and something that's weird, right? Hmm. And I think you was asking me about this. Jason and Andy went to the fairy bar, but obviously this is not the same as when Suki went to Fairyland and was gone for a year. No. And in season three, Bill went to Fairyland, and even though he was only there for like a couple of minutes, like... 12 hours had passed or something. It can't, it can't be the same because you'd, you'd have a night out in a fairy club. You'd have a good six hours in there drinking. Yeah, you'd come you, back. You'd go outside the fairy club. You'd go to the fairy kebab shop, get some fairy kebabs. That'd be another sort of hour or so, wouldn't it? You'd have to get yeah. a fairy cab to your, your portal. Yeah. And then you'd come back and it'd be 15 years later. Exactly, yeah. So, so, there's, so is there like different parts of fairyland, different kind of levels of fairyland? So in this one, it, is, it runs on the same time, parallel with our world. Yes, yeah. Otherwise, the, ju the judge said he went there every weekend, so obviously he couldn't go there every weekend if the time was all <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Because, it, it, yeah, he'd been away for too many years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did you notice there was, there was a few characters missing this episode? There was no, there was no Hoyt, there was no yeah, Steve Noonan, no, no Luna. Yeah. Others only appeared very briefly, like Arlene and Holly. Yeah. Mm. Do you, think there's, do you think this season we're having less of the peripheral characters? Yeah, yeah. it's more about the important stuff. More important the vampires. Bill, stuff. Eric, authority. Yeah. Mm, Suki's kind of. Suki's a... not in it as much. No. She's. I, I kind of think it's because of her pregnancy. No, but she, I don't know if she was pregnant at this point. Or did they kind of know that she's. that they were. that she might be getting pregnant? 
if you see what I mean. Do they kind of plan to get her to have a, a lesser role this season? She's not doing any ass kicking. She's not doing any kind yeah, of action scenes. She's or not anything. showing no abs. No, she's not showing her abs off. It is like she's kind of winding down a bit this season. So do you, do you think this season it's, it's kind of gone more like Lost, where they kind of choosing one character's sort of focus per episode? Yeah, because we had loads of Terry this episode. Mm. And then we didn't have much Terry at all last episode. And there was loads of Pam. It was Pam. like there was a Pam-centric episode. Yeah. This was the Terry-centric episode. Yeah. I reckon. That's, like. that's a better way of doing it, I think, rather than trying to cram all the side characters into every episode. Because that's a big complaint about the show. Yeah, no, they should stick with that. With this, they should, yeah. this format. We like this. Yes. Um, okay, that, that yeah. was... And I think now it's time for some music. And... Uh, uh, and Paul's going to treat us to a little electric guitar jingle. Come quite, on. Get... I was quite unprepared because obviously Nat, Natalie was... Uh... I was supposed to do a jingle. <laughs> I forgot. I don't know what. I think you're better equipped to do the jingles because you're a musical genius and I'm not. <laughs> I just make some shit up. <laughs> That's pretty much what I'm about to do, I think. What is it, metal? Metal, yeah, go on, metal jingle. Music. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first we have uh, Teresa James, who's a Texan blues singer, and her song "Wine, Wine, Wine," and that's when Elsie's driving away from Malots. Uh, next up was the Alabama Shakes, a rock band from Alabama, and a song called "Pocket Change," which was Emery and Suzanne's uh, visit to Sam. Uh, we have Kristin Diable, a New Orleans jazz singer, and her song "Lines on the Road," which was playing in Suki's car radio. Uh, next up was Slur P, a song called Bring It On, and that was that's a great song. That was, that was during, a great that was a great flashback. We we like the, the trippy sort of sixties, seventies music. But yeah, the terrible thing is, right, and this happened last episode, the bands where we we watch the episode and think, Wow, I want to check that out, can't find them on the internet. Yeah. Couldn't Slur P who the fuck? Don't know yeah. anything about who who Slur P is. So yeah, tell us more. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, and then we have Abney Park, who are Get this. Yeah. An indus- industrial steampunk band. Wow. And their song Sleep Isabella in the Fairy Club. I want to get their album because that was a, that was an <laughs> awesome tune. Uh, next up was Rupert Holmes, um, a cheesy, uh, cheesy 80s singer from uh, New York. song called Escape and that was the Pina Colada song. And um, th- do you remember that song in Shrek? That song's in the the movie, but that's where I know the song from. I thought I recognised it. Uh, We have uh, Los Lobos, a Californian Latin rock band, and uh, the Vera Lynn song, We'll Meet Again. Oh, that's Los Lobos. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. (laughs) And uh, that's it for music. And now it's time for our What the Fuck of the Week. What the fuck of the week is... No sex in this episode. An episode what? of True Blood. An episode of True no Blood. No sex. No a sex. Insane. Was it not just a little bit? 
There wasn't any. There wasn't even a thought of sex. Well, Jason nearly had sex with a fairy. Sookie nearly had sex with Elsie. No one actually did the deed. Wow. No that is sex. A, that is quite a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for our line of the week. And our line of the week is... It's just a book. I know the guy who wrote it, and he was high the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's <laughs> my good. German accent's getting worse. <laughs> I oh. think that's actually worse than my southern accent. <laughs> so, so basically, that's what it was then. The, the dudes that wrote these, these religious texts were, were no, off no, their faces. They were all off their faces, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> eating from the land, taking the mushrooms. Or... Yeah. Spoken the herb. I spoke oh. to God. He was in a burning bush yeah. over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's time for some news. Right, so first off, uh, uh, Stephen Moyer, last time there was a hiatus, he shot a horror movie called The Barons, right, which was, yep. uh, which was directed by a guy called Darren Bozeman. Uh, who's directed uh, Repo, the genetic opera, uh, a horror film called Mother's Day, which has got Deborah Ann Wall in it, and Saw 2, 3 and 4. Not seen any of those films. Not no. <laughs> but no. anyway, The Barons looks really awesome. Mm. Uh, but the, the worrying thing is it might not be released in cinemas. They're deciding whether or not to release it in cinemas. Oh. So allstephenmoyer.com uh, is running a campaign, uh, and they have a petition... Uh, to get this movie released in theatres. Awesome. So uh, we're going to put a link to the petition and uh, we'll go over and sign it. I think we tweeted it. Did we tweet it? Yeah, we will. We did. Uh, we <laughs> I think we tweeted it. Um, yeah, so sign this petition because this film looks awesome and I want to see it in the cinema. And so should you. Okay, so season six has been confirmed. Woohoo! Um, if season six ends September 2013, yep. and the final book comes out in May 2013, uh, then could the two have a similar ending? Is this, is this what's going to happen? Possibly. Do you think season six will be the last season? No. You think there's going to be a season seven? <laughs> yeah. Buffy had seven seasons. Yeah. I just think everyone's looking, no offence to the actors, everyone's looking really old though. When I look at season one, I think, Jesus. I know. But and that's then... only like a year ago in their time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hard year. Yeah, that's what you put it down to. It's been a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> you think they could run to seven seasons? Maybe. I suppose there's like, if there's 13 books, there's enough material there for seven seasons. Yeah, they can, they can do good stuff with special effects nowadays. They can... yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, CGI everyone's faces to make them look younger. <laughs> Okay, now it's time for some spoilers. So uh, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, then tune out now. Spoilers! Right, first off, episode five is going to be called Boot and Rally Alley. like it. And the synopsis says, with time running short, uh, Bill and Eric enlist Sookie to probe for clues on Russell's hiding place. Unable to deal with a demon magic inside him, Lafayette calls out to Jesus' spirit for help. Uh, Patrick Devins and Terry are held hostage in a bunker belonging to their Iraq war buddy Brian Eller. Uh, Jason wakes to a disturbing dream. <laughs> uh, Jessica gives Tara advice on adjusting to vampire life. Good. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam visits Luna. 
um, with bad news. That's not really that's not really revealing much, is it? We're kind that's, of we're a bit low on the spoilers this week. Um, hmm. A little spoiler regarding the eye stake device. Um, Alan Ball says it stays on for several episodes, and you should be worried. They are in danger, in serious danger. Wow. Wow, I don't think they're going to die. <laughs> so I'm not that concerned. But thank, thank you, Mr. Ball, for, for treating us to that. Okay, uh, not many casting calls for the next episode either. We have uh, Jimmy and Kate, who are two very skinny people found in a padded cell. Hmm. That's kind of... Who? What? A? Eh? Uh, we have Kathy... Uh, in her twenties, this pretty brunette fangbanger is more friendly than slutty. And lastly, we have Beverly. Uh, this plump, good-natured family friend of Luna's has been babysitting for Emma while Luna is out with Sam. Mm. And, uh, and that's it. So not really much information they're, on the next episode. They're keeping it all to themselves, aren't they? That's good, I think. <laughs> uh, just a couple of links for you. Uh, the article about the Judas tree... And uh, the petition to get Stephen Moyer's film The Barons released in theatres. Yes, please. Sign it. Sign it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay, and uh, we will be back here next week. Yeah, so in, enjoy the episode. Enjoy, and, uh, the, enjoy your week. And uh, we'll see you back here. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>